What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 24-7 Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Malik, a.k.a. Narcolepsy494. Today, we're going to be making our uh, predictions for the WWE Super Showdown uh, pay-per-view in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, June 7th, 2019, uh, tomorrow night at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, my time, I don't I don't remember what the other time is for, for the West Coast, but uh, <sighs> the card is uh, not great. To me, there's probably like maybe one or two matches on the freaking card that I actually care for. Other matches, I don't really give a shit for, to be honest. Um, the, the card is booked very poorly, if you ask me. I think the first uh, show, the greatest Royal Rumble they had in last year in April was the best build-up card they had. Crown Jewel was absolutely ass. Uh was terrible. So hopefully, at least hopefully this is at least better than Crown Jewel, the one in November. I, I, hopefully this one is at least better than Crown Jewel. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I will be watching the show. Excuse me, I was debating whether I wanted to watch it or not, but I decided that I will watch it since I'll be off work and I'll have work tomorrow. Comes on at two p.m. So I said, you know what, fuck it, I ain't got nothing else to do. I'm gonna watch it. Check it out. Uh, I, like I said, I hope this is better than Crown Jewel. I hope this is better than even the Greatest Royal Rumble. The Greatest Royal Rumble was was okay. But Crown, as far as their Saudi Arabia shows, Crown Jewel was by far, hands down, 100% the worst one. Uh, the show was absolutely terrible. So, hopefully this one's better. Uh, let's get right to the card. Uh, the pre-show, the Usos versus the Revival. Why do they keep putting these guys on the pre-show, man? I'm not understanding. These are two of your best tag teams in WWE, and they're on the pre-show of uh, a Saudi Arabia show, dude. This could easily be on the main show. You just should be on the main show, dude. I don't know why this is on the pre-show. They just keep ruining and, and, and burying tag team divisions more in, in wrestling. Just time and time again, man. It's like they want AW's tag teams to be just ten times better. Uh, I'm going to go with the Usos to, to take the dub here. Uh, I probably won't watch this match. It's on the pre-show because I never watch pre-shows. So I probably won't watch this. So I won't get to see this match. But I'm going to go with the Usos for the win here for my prediction. Uh, the next match, Randy Orton versus Triple H. Uh, now, we know the history between these two. The rivalry they've had over the, the past decade has, has been great. Going back to the, the Evolution days all the way back to 2002. To Randy Orton becoming the youngest World Heavyweight Champion in 2004. And then Triple H turning on him, kicking him out of Evolution. And then, then you know, Triple H did Unforgiven 2004, taking back the World Championship. And they've had matches here and there. And, of course, you know, they, they made a minute of WrestleMania together 10 years ago in 2009, WrestleMania 25, uh, which was one of my favorite WrestleMania build-ups ever. The Viper Randy Orton. That's when he started doing the whole Viper uh, Randy Orton character stuff when he was punting people in the head. He kicked Vince in the head, kicked Shane in the head, RKO'd and DDT'd Stephanie, kissed her in the mouth when she was unconscious while, hand- while Triple H was handcuffed in the corner. Triple H invades Randy Orton's house. Uh, beats him up in his own home, throws him out his window. There's some good shit, man. They did they did some good shit with that feud, uh, with that buildup. The match didn't live up to the hype, but that buildup, man, was very intense, man. Gave me goosebumps going all the way back to it. Uh, I believe I was like I was 12 years old at the time they did that that buildup. So it was it was incredible. But uh, I think this match will be okay. Don't think it'll be a show stealer. But I mean, Triple H at you know at 49 can still work pretty good. Randy Orton 39 is still you know one of the best in the business. So I think they'll they'll make it magic happen. Uh, I think this match will open the show. I believe um, we saw Triple H and John Cena open that first Saudi Arabia show in uh, in in April last year, the Greatest Royal Rumble. So I think this match will open the show. Uh, remember the last time Triple H wrestled in Saudi Arabia, he got hurt, uh, he tore his his pec. So you know, um, 
I think this match will be okay though. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Triple H for the win for the dub here. I think Triple H wins. Um can honestly really see it going either way, fifty fifty. But I'm gonna go with the Triple H to win here and I don't even know why. I don't have a, a, a specific reason of why I think he's gonna win. I just I would just I just have that feeling that Triple H will win. Um, but I don't think either guy really would care who wins this match, to be honest. I mean, they're both legends, icons in the business. You know, it's the first time they worked together. God, I think this is the first time they had a one-on-one match, maybe since 2009. I think this is the first one-on-one match they've had in 10 years. So, man, that's a long fucking time right there, man. So, hopefully they tear it down. I hope they have a great match. So hopefully they have a great match. Um, you know Triple H and Randy Orton. It's not like they're terrible. So I I think they can have a, a great match. But we'll see what happens. Um, next match, the fifty man battle royal. Now this is different because last year they did a fifty man Royal Rumble. This is a fifty man battle royal, completely different from Royal Rumble, which means you know they won't have a, cl- a countdown clock, and once the countdown hits zero. You won't have a superstar come from the back and run to the ring and enter the match. This is a battle royal, so everybody starts in the ring at the same time. Um, this one, I don't have a prediction for this one because I don't know who's all in it. Um, I'm, I'm maybe some some NXT guys will be in there because you, you saw at, at the Royal Rumble last year, the greatest Royal Rumble, they brought some NXT superstars um, to, to compete in that match. So I'm expecting maybe some NXT superstars compete in this match. I know a few people that are going to be in this match, but I don't know a whole lot, so I don't have a prediction for this one because I don't know exactly who's on this match. That's the problem for me because I, I don't really know who's in this match. So it's hard for me to predict when I don't know every superstar in this match. So, um, yeah, sorry guys, but I don't have a, a, a fucking prediction for that one because that's, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to predict when you don't know who's else in the match. I think I know Mojo Rowley is going to be in there. He announced it. I think Jinder Mahal is going to be in there. R-Truth, uh, maybe like Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, uh, maybe like Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. Ricochet, I think, is going to be in the match. Uh, Akira Tozawa. Uh, Apollo Crews. Some people that I've seen taking pictures and stuff down. When I, I've seen it on Instagram. Some pe- people who have taken pictures and posted them on their Instagram. I've seen it in, in Jetta. So maybe it's, I think those guys will be in the, in the Battle Royal since they're down there. Because they not, they're not officially booked for one-on-one matches or anything. So those guys will probably be down there. Uh, maybe Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. Will be in there because I know Nakamura's in Jeddah, so he'll probably be in there. Um, and maybe some of those guys. Maybe I think it'd be cool if we have some guys from NXT too. Maybe we got some guys like Matt Riddle or Forgotten Sons. You know, some people that people are maybe not familiar with uh, down in NXT. I th- actually, you know what? The one guy um, who is actually from Saudi Arabia, he'll probably be in the match because I know he's down in he's down in Saudi Arabia too. It's his hometown. He signed with NXT. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I'm sure he'll be in that match since it's in Saudi Arabia and everything. And he's going to compete in Saudi Arabia, so. I'm I'm 100 percent sure he'll be in that match, um, but I don't think he's a favorite. But yeah, I don't have a prediction for the battle royal. So let's move on. <laughs> Three on one handicap match: the Lucha House Party, uh, Kalisto, Grand Metalik, and, and Lince Dorado versus Large Sullivan. Obviously, Large Sullivan's gonna squash these guys. Three on one doesn't fucking matter. Large Sullivan's gonna be their monster that they want to be that they should have done with Braun Strowman. Um, Large Sullivan definitely wins. The match that I don't give a shit for. But it's on the card, so I'm going Large Sullivan for the win here. Um, Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin for the Universal Championship. Now, I know a lot of people love to hate on Baron Corbin, but I actually honestly think this could be a pretty good match. I don't dislike Baron Corbin. I think he's very talented, actually. Um, It's just going back to 2017 when he won the Money in the Bank contract and he lost it 
they just made me lose so much value and so much interest in Baron Corbin. That's just me. I don't think Baron Corbin's bad. I think he's got a lot of great heel heat with him right now. Um, and I think he's probably he's probably the best heel in WWE right now, honestly, that has a lot of heat. Um, some people like shit on him and, and, and hate on Baron Corbin for reasons. That's just wrestling fans free right there in general. But I don't dislike Baron Corbin. I'm not one of those people. I actually like Baron Corbin. I think he's multi-talented, actually, if you ask me. I wouldn't say he's like an in-ring phenomenal general like an AJ Styles or a Seth Rollins type character. But, you know, Baron Corbin can go, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not. That's his facts. Baron Corbin can go. I like Baron Corbin when he was in NXT a lot. Um, and on the microphone, he's not bad on the microphone. He talks a little slow, but his he he always hits his punchlines. He always gets the shit and he needs to get in. So I mean, to me, Baron Corbin's not that bad. He just is a heel that nobody likes, and I really don't like him either for reasons. But uh, I think at some point he'll, he'll he'll get a Universal Championship run at some point, but won't be at Crown Jewel because I'm picking Seth Rollins for the dub here. Um, there were rumors and, and speculations that you no know, Rollins wasn't gonna be in Saudi Arabia. He's saying that he was refusing to go to Jeddah. But obviously he's there, so um, he's going to do the show for him. And uh, I'm going with Seth. Seth freaking Rollins, baby, for the dub here. But I think this will be a better match than people think it will be. If people give it a chance, that's the thing. People will probably still shit on it because Baron Corbin's in it anyway. But if people actually watch the match and shut the fuck up and just watch the match and pay attention, they could they, honestly, I think they could they could give... Because the fans in Jeddah aren't going to hijack the match. That's just, they're a different country. I don't see them hijacking the match. I would be very shocked if they actually did. But uh, people from America are watching the match. For people who don't like Baron Corbin, if they just watch the match, guarantee you the match will be a lot better than you think it will be. I promise you that. Uh, next match. Finn Balor versus Andrade for the Intercontinental Championship. The one match that I am actually excited for. I am looking forward to this match. I love both Finn Balor and Andrade. Uh, both were my f- Favorites in NXT, one of my favorites in NXT when they were there. There at different times, but I loved Balor when he was in NXT. I loved Andrade when he was in NXT, both former NXT champions. Um, it's crazy, man, because Finn Balor was Prince David before he became the WWE when he was wrestling in New Japan and all that. Comes to WWE, brings the whole demon character to to the WWE universe, and you know people got to witness how cool his paint and everything was when he put it on, and he became the face for for NXT for a while until he left. Andrade was a little different though. Andrade started off a little slow. You know he used to come out with the suspenders and the the goofy looking hat on with the feather on it and shit. Uh, come out just looking crazy, man. But then. They teamed him up with Selena Vega, who's absolutely gorgeous. 100% gorgeous. She's beautiful as fuck. They put her with Selena Vega because English isn't that good. And she's Spanish and she speaks good English. So they put her with Selena Vega. They put the NXT Championship on him after Drew McIntyre got hurt in their match. And he beats him. And then, after he became NXT Champion, that's when his run really started. That's when he started getting hot for real, man. That's when people started liking him. When he had that match with Johnny Gargano... And NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, people were like, holy shit, this Andrade is fucking great. That's what I thought. Andrade showed me that day that he could, that he's for real. He is for real. And uh, this is this, this is going to be the show stealer for me. This is going to be the match of the night, hands down to me. Uh, I'm picking Finn Balor to win here. Uh, but this, to me, is definitely going to be the match of the night. Um, this, this, this is going to be an exciting match, man. Gonna, it's gonna it's gonna take you on a roller coaster. You better believe that. So this match to me is gonna be the match of the night, um, and I'm looking forward to this match a lot. 
Next match, Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun Strowman for the win here. Um, don't really care too much for this match either. Two big guys, you know, one guy in Bobby Lashley who's very boring, very blunt. It's it's sad too, man, because Bobby Lashley is actually pretty good. If you go back and watch him when he was in TNA, Bobby Lashley was great in TNA. When he was wearing the headband and he was doing the stuff with King Mo and uh, MVP and all that stuff. And he had great matches with Bobby Roode and Kurt Angle and other people. That's when Bobby Lashley was at the top of his game. When he was a TNA World Champion and all that stuff. That's when, I mean, Impact wasn't as getting as many views and everything then. It's kind of in a downfall. But still, Bobby Lashley was great then. And going back and watch that stuff, man. Some people may forget because he's been in WWE for about over a year now. Bobby Lashley was great. Back when he was doing that TNA stuff, man. I, when he came to WWE, I was excited because I actually thought he improved a lot when he's in TNA. But he hasn't shown it since he's been back in WWE, man. He hasn't shown it at all. I don't know what's going on with Bobby Lashley, man. I really don't. I mean, you know, they put him with Leo Rush. Leo Rush is not there anymore because of, you know, his backstage heat and all that stuff. And they took him off TV and everything. He hasn't been on Raw in probably over, almost two months. So, you know, it, it it sucks for Lashley. I think Lashley actually is, is very, very multi-talented, too. Not on the mic or anything. He's far terrible. But in the ring, dude, I've seen him have great matches in the ring. I I, I don't think he's terrible in the ring because I've seen him have great matches in the past. But it's just, I don't, I don't know, man. Some, something's not clicking with, with WWE and Bobby Lashley, if you ask me. I think it's something, maybe backstage politics or something. I'm not 100% sure on that. But something to me, in my mind, just isn't clicking with Bobby Lashley and... And not TNA, but WWE, because even his first run in WWE from 05 to 07, those two years, he was good. If you ask me, he was one of their favorite superstars. He used to get good ovations every time he come out. He used to get good reactions. And he used to put on decent, good quality matches, if you ask me. When he left and went to do the whole Bellator stuff, and then he went to TNA and started wrestling there too. Not the first time, but the second time. I thought he had reached his peak. I thought he was showing people that he improved. That he wasn't bad at all. That he wasn't a big muscled up guy that couldn't do anything. And WWE is just not there. It's just not there. The chemistry, nothing is there. And I don't understand why. It's just not there. Braun Strowman had a tremendous amount of of, uh, momentum in 2017 going into 2018. They ruined it by having him not win Money in the Bank. Which I thought he was going to win. And he didn't. That was bullshit, if you ask me. Um, just seems like they just want to... It's, it's funny, because I listened to that John Moxley podcast and listened to that Ryback interview on the Chris uh, Van Fleet YouTube channel. It's funny, because listen to those interviews, and they got a, a lot of good points about how superstars get over, and they're getting super high, and the WWE kills, kills, with a capital K, kills their momentum. Because they only want certain superstars to be great, I guess. And it's sad. You know, Braun Strowman could have been something great for them. He could be their unstoppable, dominant monster in WWE right now, dude. Who else? They want Lars Silva now, but Lars Silva's not the guy for the job, if you ask me. Braun Strowman has the fucking look. This guy is 6'8". 3, what, 75? He's, he's strong as shit. He used to be the world's strongest man competition. He used to do world's strongest man competitions. This guy is, and he's super athletic, broody. Oh my god, Braun Strowman to me is the guy hands down. No disrespect to Lars, but dude, Braun Strowman is that man. And they just ruin his momentum too, man. It's like they do everybody else, which is which is sad. But I'm going Braun Strowman here for the dub. Next match, uh, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. 
Another guy they kill momentum with is Dolph Ziggler. I think Dolph Ziggler is one of the most underrated, underappreciated, undervalued superstars of all time in WWE. Yes, I said it. I'll repeat it for you again and say it again. I think Dolph Ziggler is one of the most underrated, undervalued, and underappreciated superstars in WWE history. I love Dolph Ziggler. You can't tell me one bad thing about this guy. Dolph Ziggler is great on the mic. He's great doing promos. He's great in the ring. He's phenomenal in the ring, I'll actually say. He's never even had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania, and that's criminal, like he said, dude. That is criminal right there. That's a crime that should be investigated for right there. Dolph Ziggler's never had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania, even when he's been super over. There have been times when people have fucking been behind him so much, and they just don't go with him because they never wanted him to be one of their favorite guys, their top guys. And I guess for Dolph, that's okay because he's never left and always stayed there and just put up with the BS. But still, man, Dolph Ziggler is so, so good, dude. And he just, they just undervalue his 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 greatness, if you ask me. And it, suck, it sucks. It sucks just from a fan perspective. Um, from what I heard, this is a one-off for Dolph Ziggler. So Dolph Ziggler is going to do this show and then he's supposed to be going back on vacation or just doing whatever. I guess he's doing a part-time thing now, I guess. I, I guess Dolph's not doing the full-time anymore from what I've been hearing so um I guess he's just gonna come in for when they want him to put people over or just want him to do things but uh I'm going with Kofi Kingston man here for the win Kofi Kingston man Kofi Kingston gotta keep the championship gotta have him going to SummerSlam with the championship keep the momentum going with him as a champ um but I'm going with with Kofi Kingston for the dub here. I think this will be the second best match on the card, though. These two will have a great match. It's Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler. So there's, there's, there's no reason they should disappoint, if you ask me. I think this will be the second best card on the match. So I'm going with Kofi Kingston for the win here over Dolph Ziggler. Next match. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Roman Reigns for the win here, easily. Um, surprised they had, didn't make this match like a no holds bar match or a street fight or something so Shane can do some type of crazy spots. Because you know Shane McMahon, all, all his matches have crazy bumps in him when he takes some crazy-ass bumps at 49, which is crazy. So, uh, Roman for the win here, definitely. And Roman beats them, and then when they go back to the, to the United States, continue their uh, on, on-screen feud they got going, which nobody cares about. But that's where they're going to go with this. Uh, Roman for the win, and then... They move on from. They continue on from there when they get back to the U.S. And the match that will probably be the main event that I, I'm at least, at least I believe will be the main event for the first time ever, the Undertaker versus Goldberg. Two guys in their fifties who are past their primes, who can't do much. I pray for this match because this match is gonna need Jesus, if you ask me. I pray for this match because, man, one, Undertaker just cannot do it anymore. I'm sorry, but the last great match I believe Undertaker had was against CM Punk at WrestleMania 29 in 2013. And sure, he had great matches with Brock Lesnar in 2015, the match at SummerSlam and the Hell in a Cell match they had. But those, the CM Punk match, those don't top the CM Punk match to me, in my, in my opinion. That's just how I feel about it. Undertaker is 54, I believe. He cannot go anymore, dude. The man has seen so many injuries that he's battled over his career, dude. Two hip replacements, broken eye sockets, third-degree burns, shoulder surgeries, knee surgeries, back surgeries, I believe. This man had pretty much everything on his body operated, man. Undertaker is, is so beat up, dude. It's time for him to retire and enjoy his life and go into the Hall of Fame and just be remembered as a legend. I, I, I think that, you know... 
Undertaker's, and he, that's no disrespect to Taker, man, because Undertaker's my top five favorite superstars of all time. I love The Undertaker, but it just hurts. It hurts so much for me to see him come back and to see him compete still. It just hurts because as a fan, you when you can't do it anymore, you just don't want to call him one of those old guys that just still trying to hang on by that thread. That's what he is. He cannot do it anymore. And Goldberg, when has Goldberg's matches ever been great? Goldberg does like two or three moves a match, and his matches end in like 30 seconds. Goldberg's matches have never been great. The only... Goldberg had a great match with DDP in the Halloween Havoc, 1998. I, I give him that. That was a good match. His match with Triple H, Unforgiven, was okay. His match at WrestleMania with Brock was very well done. At WrestleMania 33, was very well done. It was short, but it was very well done. Um, Goldberg matches never last long, dude. They never last long. Um, the entrances will probably be longer than the match itself. Goldberg's entrance and Undertaker's entrance combined will probably be better than the match itself. I hope these guys have a great match. I wish them well. I wish them the best because they'll probably be the main event. I hope these guys tear it down, man. I hope they, they prove me wrong and I hope they, they, they make me eat my words. I hope that they can put on a good match for a guy who is 52, I believe, and a guy who's 54 years old. I hope they can put on a show because they're both past their primes. But I'm picking... It's a toss-up for me, man. I'm picking The Undertaker. It's hard for me to bet against Taker. I kind of want to see Goldberg win, though, to be honest. Um, you never know, though. But I'm going to pick The Undertaker to win here. Uh, since it'll be a one-off thing, and I don't know if Goldberg will wrestle much after this. I'm pretty sure Undertaker is going to do the next Saudi Arabia show again, too. And if they go back to Australia or Japan or do something else, uh, Taker will probably be doing those shows, too. He doesn't do much. American shows anymore. He he does more of them overseas for WWE for the views and for the box office that he brings. Um. So I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go Undertaker. Yep, I'm gonna go Undertaker for the win here. Um. Like I said, I hope they do great though, man. I really do. I hope they do great. I hope they. I hope they do spectacular, man. What's the thing went well? It's just hard for me to bet against. To be invested in two guys who are past their primes, you know? How incredible would it be, though? Think about this. How incredible would it be if Goldberg's undefeated streak had came to WWE when he was 173-0 versus Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania? Think about the hype that could have gave. The build-up that could have gave. The match itself probably wouldn't have been that great, but the build-up streak versus streak... That gives me goosebumps just thinking about it, if you ask me. Goldberg's undefeated streak versus Undertaker's undefeated WrestleMania streak. Undertaker's never lost a match at WrestleMania. Goldberg's never lost a match in his career. That, to me, and Goldberg is believable enough to where you believe he could beat the streak. The intensity that Goldberg brings in his character is unbelievable, dude. Goldberg, to me, would have been one of the very first guys you would have been like, damn, I think Goldberg could beat the streak because he's never lost a match in his career. His intensity level is, is above a 1,000. And Undertaker, you know, is undefeated at WrestleMania only. He's lost matches before, you know. Never at WrestleMania, but he still lost matches before. That's just my, you know, I was just, I thought about that when they announced the match. I thought it had been very, maybe it could have been really cool if they did that. Um, I still think Taker would have won. That match, regardless, but there's you know a little fantasy booking right there. It's cool to think about stuff like that, you no know, stuff that'll never happen, obviously. But uh, I thought it would been I thought it was a little cool fantasy booking, but 
you know what guys i'm gonna go ahead and end it here make sure you guys subscribe to my youtube channel narcolepsy boy 94 i will have a reaction tomorrow for the goldberg and undertaker match um make sure you go check out my other reactions go check out my trivia battles my trivia uh uh videos where you can watch them yourself and uh guess the trivias i also do trivia battles where i compete uh with other people's trivias and compete head to head with other people i do podcasts and debates for wrestling nba nfl disney all types of stuff ufc anything i do it so go check out my channel show me some love narcolepsy boy 94 if you watch super showdown let's hope it's a good show let's hope they put on a show for us and uh let's hope they don't disappoint make sure you guys subscribe to the channel please and thank you appreciate it